Hi, um, let's start this chapter. Okay. Okay, so in this chapter, which is chapter 10, we'll talk about the e-commerce, the digital markets, and the digital goods. We'll be looking at uh, what are the unique features of e-commerce, uh, digital markets, and digital goods. What are the principles of e-commerce, business and revenue models. How has the e-commerce transformed marketing? Also gonna look at how has uh, e-commerce affected business to business transactions and what is the role of mobile commerce in the business? And what are the most important e-commerce application. What issues must be addressed when building an e-commerce presence? And we're also gonna look at uh, one of the samples of B2B, which is uh, tajari.com. And maybe we're gonna look at MVAS, uh, Mobile Value Added Services, which is OG Money, which is stands for One Global Money. <laughs> as examples. So e-commerce today is the use of internet and the web to transact business. Digitally enabled transactions began you know, in 1995 when advertisement were allowed and the e-commerce continues to grow since then. The personal e-commerce first try I did is when I, I think around 2000 uh, or 1999, 1999, uh, I was in charge of setting up a, a business for uh, trading. They, they had a, a mill manufacturing producing uh, uh, wheat in Dubai Jabal Ali, and I was in charge of uh, setting up the business. They just set up the manufacturing process uh, set up. So uh, I started getting the list of the businesses within the Jabal Ali, communicating with them. Eventually we set up the, the two buyers who are were exporting to uh, East Africa. So they were buying all our production, luckily, which is in that time, the owner was surprised. This is not the right way of setting up the suppliers because he thought that I would go and talk to people face to face or something. So they end up coming into the manufacturing to manufacture and start doing the business with us. And they said, we will buy all, all your production. So he was very happy. Anyway. The e-commerce started from, as we said, 1995. So I guess I'm one of the 
few pioneers in that time and went on up to um, now is around $600 billion in the B2C. Uh, what I did is a B2B, this is a B2C, the growth of e-commerce. So the retail e-commerce revenue growth 15 to 25% per year until you know, a recession of 20, 2008, 2009, when they slowed, but then it took off again. So the e-commerce today, the situation with it is pretty much in a good shape. And the online consumers, Canadian consumer sales grow to estimated of 15 billion uh, plus in 2012, more than 2.4 billion people globally are now connected to the internet. 97% of the Canadian in the top have access to the internet at their home. And, but that number drops to 54% for those who are at the bottom. Uh, basically, my habit is to get the internet in the house before anything else, before even thinking of moving in. Uh, plan for the moving in, actually. In a few years, the mobile phone will be the most common internet access device. Currently, more than half of the old mobile phones users access the internet using their, their phone. So the growth is of the e-commerce is about business transformation. There was a huge business transformation. You can look at them, read them, and understand them about the technology foundation needed a good technology foundations like uh, good uh, wireless internet, Wi-Fi, WiMAX, 3G, 4G smartphones, and it's grow rapidly and about a new business models emerge from this technology and this transformation of uh, businesses. In the e-commerce technology dimension, it's when you see that the internet or web technology is available everywhere now, at work, at home, and elsewhere via desktop and mobile devices mobile devices, extended services to the local areas and merchant, coffee shops, uh, anybody who, uh, airport, it's, the internet is there. Um, then it has also global reach, the technology reaches, uh, you know, across the national boundaries around the earth and all they have some kind of a business significant to it. It becomes a universal standard. There is one, one set of the technology standards, namely the internet standards, so everybody uses the same thing. Um, the internet has some richness and speed. Uh, the richness comes in from video, audio, text messages, uh, all possible, a mix of them. Interactively, you can interact on the spot. The technology works through the interaction with the user information, uh, density, lots of information. The technology reduced the information cost. There is so much information at the lowest price. Um, 
issues that get had a huge business significance is the personalization, customization. The technology allows the personal information, personalized messages comes in and go. And one of other things, the social technology, which is the technology support, the content generation and social networking was a, a huge effect on the business shifting on the internet and affecting and business has been changed forever from the old style. Now, the key concept of e-commerce in general um, basically is about uh, you know the digital market and the digital goods in the global marketplace. It has uh, information asymmetry, uh, lower menu cost. They have a dynamic pricing. Price keep changing, adjusting. Uh, this intermediation. There is less middleman, middle person, and it's a digital goods. So in the old days, you had the manufacturer, you had the distributor, you had the retailer, and then the customer comes in. Now the manufacturer, retailer to the customer, and now straight from the manufacturer to the customer, and that's how produced the cost on the customer significantly where he can now purchase more at the same uh, at the same amount of uh, budget so that's the uh, the benefit of this intermediate uh, to the customer consumers or customers there is less middleman and their information moves straight from manufacturer to consumer these days so what happens here is basically you about just clicking things around when and when you're clicking things is like a use the shopper clicks on the home page and the store can tell the shopper arrived and where they arrived they arrived at what time from yahoo portal or you know from chrome and which might help determine the consumer service centers and how long this person stayed what did he look at it? Where did he leave after that? Where did he stop and move? Did he manage to um, uh, buy something? Uh, was he interested in something or just the technology couldn't help him to you know, pick up things? So these are all things that it, it tracks when the, when the consumer clicks on website, very important the timing, when did he come in, or how long he stayed, when did he leave, on which page he stayed longer, on which page he left the place. It's, uh, so all these things can help the, you know, the marketeers to uh, adjust their website, adjust their product, and set the, their, their, their business accordingly. So these are all things that is needed. Um, uh, what kind of a credit card? Did he use any credit card? Did he do the shopping cart page or not? Did he pay it when he wanted to pay? Did the payment went through? All these issues, they can see it by clicking, uh, you know, uh, through the clicks. 
So there is a direct between users and website and it's customized firm can create a unique personalized uh, web page that display the content or ad for a product. Try to send an email one time to your friend and have the word TV repeated three times and let him send back an email with the word TV in it. You will get these ads for TVs, definitely. I've tried to sit and start searching and stop in one place looking at, for example, furniture. You will get more ads about furniture and the person who's sitting beside you uh, in the same area, he will get also ads on this. So it is basically based on your profile, a recent market trends, here are some recommendations. That's what they do. So it's more personalized, says, for example, you might get a message saying, welcome back, uh, check out this recommendation, and they give you the titles of books or whatever, or somebody by name, Sarah, uh, here is the item you want to bid, uh, things that you are interested in. So these are more website personalization, make you feel that they have, uh, you know, recognize you as a person and they are trying to send you these emails. So that makes it interested, but interesting. But the most important thing, the types of the, what do you call the type of e-commerce that is happening? What do we have? We have B2C, we have B2B, we have C2C. And it's a B2C, um, this is what you call the business to customers or consumers. And it's a retailing of the product and service direct to the individual customer. That's what you get into the chapters, or also you can get it into, you know, Amazon also. Then what you have is called B2B, which is sales of goods and services for other businesses. Uh, uh, Jim Connect, uh, Tijari.com that we can explain. And uh, these are B2B business to business. And then you have the consumer to consumer individual puts his stuff and somebody else will be buying. It's an individual using the web for a private sales or exchange, like the one we see KGG are the most you know, uh, interesting one. So basically there is something called double click. And when you double click.net, it follows you, finds where you are going and what you are looking for. So the merchant side, here, when the consumer requests a page from a network, it's on the top, you double click it, it will be going to the consumer's merchant and at the same time goes to uh, information reach to the, through the double click from user profile. So it gives you the both information and then what gives the, to the rest the information so they can uh, offer you their services. One of the most famous double click is when you're looking at the cars and then you will see lots of people will be lots of companies sending you SMS trying to sell you a car or finance your car. Consumer request page from usually from a network member side. These are um, and usually they are advertising network and their uses of tracking program have become controversial these days. Um, and, uh, you know, 
so there is you know uh, some rules and regulations to s slow down these double click uh, issues now in the e-commerce revenue models how they do their business what's their revenue the revenue comes in uh, could be from advertising um or they are selling a product or there is a subscription to subscribe into softwares or subscribe into some news or whatever it could be a, a, a free minimum or a free there is it could be a transaction fees like tijari.com also gets some transaction monthly transaction or fees or services but uh, OG money takes up front transaction fees or could be affiliated like lots of people doing it on Amazon. So they have some suppliers and they try to sell to certain buyers. They are the middleman uh, electronically between the suppliers and the consumers or the buyer. Now this in the social networking and the wisdom of the cloud, you know, most popular web two service, the social networking and social networking side sells banner ads on the top, users preference information and the music videos and eBooks. Um, the social shopping side swap shopping idea with the friends like, you know, Caboodle and Pinterest is basically when you're trying to advertise or market or sell your product, I strongly suggest understand the strategy of that site, what they're trying to do, what's their target and how you can utilize it to your benefit. Uh, who's their profile? Maybe there's one person who can be, he is on, LinkedIn and Facebook, but when he's entering in their Facebook, he not is not looking for setting up professional connections or he's not interested in the, doing a professional work. So you're looking at a person to set up, do this. You might also look at the LinkedIn. Now, in the case of Pinterest, for example, here is you make an advertisement there is other other uh, sites where you don't sell. You just present your ideas and approve of authorities trying to uh, show that you can be the leader in that or can help others where you then, then you invite them to other sites. Each one has its own strategy and you need to understand what's their strategy uh, and how you can utilize them. Now, also with this wisdom of crowd or crowd selling, we know that a large number of people can make a better decision about the topics and product than a single person. So also we can drive information from a group and it's easy to track what do they like and what do they don't like. We also can help in the prediction market, like a peer-to-peer -peer betting, bidding market on a specific outcome like election. So you can, you know, see uh, usually 
called electrical uh, surveys. Uh, we find that the election, which is going to win, uh, you know, that election. You can find out from the sales figures designed for a new product. These are all information you can uh, derive it from the social networking and the wisdom of the. So you don't have to utilize these uh, tools to really sell, but you can derive lots of information from them to set up your product in a way can be very useful for you. In the e-commerce, you also use the long tail marketing, which is, you know, you keep sending information to certain person until you set him up to deliver the sales. And so step-by-step step you get him more knowledge, more information, and they might targeting behavioral targeting. So on a certain way of the, they target these kind of a behaviors also. Um, but overall, um, the marketing format uh, revenue, you know, using the search engine optimization or search engine, there is a display ads. That's how they generate their money. They could be, you know, video, a classified, uh, rich media, email, sponsorship. These how they are online marketing. They generate their their money overall uh, from the, you know, uh, uh, and these are in billions, by the way. So. Uh, Okay. So here the issues comes in, probably we need to know what's the features, uh, the features of a social commerce. Um, the social commerce features is like a social sign in. I'm not gonna read the description because you can read it. It's uh, and uh, get these notes. And the social sign-on, collaboration, shopping, networking, notifications, um, and social search recommendations. Um, uh, collaborative shopping, usually creating an environment where consumers can share their shopping experience with each other. That's what you call a collaborating, uh, another or, you know, a reference word or word of mouth, but electronically. In the B2B e-commerce, which is the new efficient and the relationship, electronic data interchange. And it's basically, we're talking about connecting the supplier of one organization to them. So there is a connections and transparencies uh, when a consumer order from this person, from this company, the suppliers is away, aware of that things and can supply them. And you are connected to their consumers and you're connected to your suppliers. That's the electronic data interchange. There's a private industry network, private exchange happening between them. 
and there could be the net net marketplace or the and and the exchange there so the new efficiencies are relationships like what you call the electronic data interchange the private industrial network the net marketplace and the exchange now in the case of electronic data interchange we said that you know there is a supplier system and there is a firm system or the seller and basically there is a shipping data exchange between them the payment data exchange uh, when suppliers are supplying when this paying and i think we spoke about the e-commerce for the telco, how this happens. And we also, uh, where there is a, a production inventory requirement also exchange. And this keep on, uh, you know, on the spot updating between the supplier systems and the seller or the firm system. Um, so the firm, is kind of in a way has a plenty of suppliers let's assume and also might have the distributors or consumers and this firm is kind of like the middleman the middle person connected to many suppliers and it is uh, has distributors also you can look at it in the field of car manufacturing like ford and the bmw they are different they have suppliers who supply them steels, plastic tires or whatever, and they are connected to BMW manufacturing. And the manufacturing BMW is connected to the distributors worldwide for them. So that's another way of looking at a private industry network. And you have a net marketplace. And one of the net marketplace is connecting the suppliers and the buyers in the B2B case. Uh, you have, uh, it just like you see in the, in the, the Tajari.com and then the reasons are very early company who was involved in that. It's made of catalog, sourcing, automated purchasing, and processing and fulfillment. This is connect the suppliers and the buyers in one hub and they utilize their own softwares and services that they provide for the both side. So the now what we have moved recently to the mobile digital platform and a mobile e-commerce, a concept that I came for with it a few years ago a mobile education and in the, uh, we did implement this kind of concept in Iraq an education that moves with you not on the mobile it moves with you so that we called it mobile education a combination of softwares uh, that we made in India and the hardwares that we brought from LG Korea and we put it together and we offered uh, a mobile education. The mobile digital platform and the mobile e-commerce, which is called mCommerce, and one global is MVAS. It is another mCommerce, mobile commerce, because it's called MVAS, uh, Mobile Value Added Services. 
e-commerce service and application is location-based services is usually uh, locate you if you're in Kuwait is different than you are in Canada and then you're in state it's also mostly very effective in the banking and financial service it works on the wireless advertising and retailing games entertainment it's involved in these fields also so I'm not gonna go through this. I'll hope you can go through these notes and read them, the business objective, the system functionality and the requirement information. So display the goods, the business objective, system functionality, you need the digital catalog and the information dynamic text and a graphic catalog. It tells you each one of them how it needs for example, if your business objective is coordinating uh, marketing and advertisement, you need an ad server, you need an email server, you need an email uh, campaign manager, you need a banner manager, and the information requirements is like a site behavior uh, log of prospects and customers, how they are reacting to these customer link to the email and the banner campaign. I'll look at them, each one of them, and uh, see if you have any question and we can answer it for you. Um, building the website. Uh, most of the company now thinking of building their website and will establish, but how they wanna build the website, here's another challenge, is the, whether they wanna do an in-house or businesses, uh, outsourcing. The development decision need to take care, take into consideration in-house outsourcing, who is the hosting, where it's supposed to host it, and web website budget, because there is a budget need to spend after the development of website, because the website always has to be in a improvement. Now, to do that, you need to look at the building the site, am I building it in the house or I'm outsourcing it? And in case of the house building, host inside or hosted outside, uh, these are the things that you need into consideration. But to make a decision between all of these, you have to take into consideration the next slide is the cost, cost of hardware, the marketing itself, the design, how much it costs you. Um, now, if you're planning to put lots of effort on the marketing uh, directly, then you need to find out how you find uh, the outsourced your hardwares, the telecommunication, the hosting. These are all have you to take into consideration before you're building the website. And, uh, you know, these are the average how you spend. But sometimes if you need to spend more on design, then you need probably to cut down a little bit on the you know, marketing or the content. These are usually set up your roughly the percentage of the budget that you have. So here when we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about the e-commerce, e-business and e-government. These are three type, uh, it could be B2B as we said, or B2C. 
And we spoke about the Tijari, the reason I started talking about Tijari because it was one of the reason made a big jump in the lifestyle and in the uh, wealth of Dubai. Um, it's established since the year 2000, uh, at that time, 16 years ago, um, uh, by Mohammed Al Maktoum as a part of the e-government. He sat with the, you know, all the ministers and he said, listen, you have six months to go on Tijari.com or show me your resignation. I will accept it. So within six months, they had to go on Tijari. All their purchase was done through Tijari. Um, all the suppliers in Dubai are now members of Tijari because there were some suppliers who can provide a better or a cheaper product, but they couldn't have access to these big ministries. And, uh, you know, now all of them they can have by paying $50 a month access to this bidding. Experts in e-marketplace technology, the Tijari itself, e-commerce laws, and the practice of the e-procruitment consultancy services locally, regionally, internationally, is now connected to the India, to UK, to US. Uh, so even, you know, it's a borderless. One of the things that uh, Dubai and UAE seeking to make their life better is because they're seeking borderless. They're trying to have a borderless uh, country. The vision is to enable uh, can, uh, companies to realize that the dramatic cost saving, uh, greater efficiencies and extended consumer reach, which is facilitated by online procurement through the Tijari. They have a very simple approach. They ask all these ministries to purchase on Tijari. Now, they also enforce that none of the ministries should purchase things directly unless through Tijari. Now, all the suppliers had to go to Tijari to be a member of Tijari. They did not ask the ministers to pay. They asked the suppliers to pay $50 per supplier yearly, which is nothing for him um, to have access to all the bidding, RFID, RFPs, RFQs. And this is when they started the the e-government seriously. Jabal Ali and Tijari, they were the two legs who moved Dubai from one of the poorest cities in the world to the richest cities in the world. Now, Tijari is an e-procruitment solution and B2B marketplace. I worked with them for two years that allows the companies and organization to automate their procurement and buy sell their product online. Through Tijari company can find, compare and procure products and services from the familiarity and convenience of their desktop. They don't have to go on the internet. That's B2B all about and B2C. It is enabled the company to realize, we said, a saving uh, greater efficiencies and consumer rich richness. Now, the, what's the product is all about is uh, they use Microsoft as a front end disk, um, .NET, 
and they use the back end, the e-procurement of Oracle, uh, and they use 11i technology infrastructure application. And it's about online requisitions, approval of workflow, and ordering and receiving. So uh, it's, uh, and also they have online auction. So sometimes uh, you wanna buy something and the sellers comes and bid on the prices on the same time. So if seller sells you bid $10, it opens again automatically for two, three hours for another supplier to bid lower. So it, it is, it's good for ministries to get the lowest price possible with the same qualification. So there is an online auction, tenders also, you can find the RFI and RFQ without you know, worrying because it gets published. You can have all your documentation attachment and you can do some kind of auto, auto comparison. If you're buying straight, you can compare all the products on a one spot and they have the uh, analysis tool. And also there is a messaging add to that, there is approval process within the application. So if you don't have a buying application, if you're a buyer or you don't have a, you know, a, a selling side, you can utilize this application. And if you do, all you have to do is they will come and integrate these together from this side and that side for you. So there is an easy integration with existing system available 24 hours, seven days a week and localized Arabites using you know, and it has an e-catalog, so you can look at the products. Everything that you see now that was done year 2000, by the way. Um, the advantage, if you are a buyer, you have a very, or you are a seller, you have a very low startup cost, which is $50 a month, I think. $50 a month, not a year. And there is no investment. You're not investing on a hardware networking and servers. Um, you don't need to buy a software or implementation. They do it cloud in that time. Remote access, there is a data maintenance. They always make sure their system is up, good data and backup and management by Oracle. And there are also available local present, so for further support. So they are located in Dubai, located in Kuwait. I was looking for their operation in Iraq. Um, so they are located locally. Benefit is reducing procurement cycles, saving the time and money. Automation, there is centralization, requesting. There is a full transparency is very important in the government. Improved management information, that's another thing important. Higher market reach, they can you know, buy while they're in Dubai, buying from India and vice versa. Uh, big competition, allowing everybody can compete. Opportunity for the suppliers, new opportunities. And there is reports, intelligent reports, application and streamlining an efficient process, removing non-value adding activities like somebody has to stamp on the paper, for example, and then you go to 
someone else has to sign it and all these headaches go to Windows 6 and 5 and 4 to do all and buy a stamp. These are nothing that are all done electronically. So it's basically the benefit of a strategic solution offered by Tajari, Tajari in what they did, cost of good and service, uh, saving up to 20% are common 15 cost saving of medical sectors. So they, that's what they did, but really reduce the cost of good and services. A process became more efficient. A process cost can be reduced as much as 40 to 50%. Service improvement, cycle time reduction of 50 to 70% have been achieved sometimes. 50% of cycle to purchase something because you are, can use their application internally also. Visibilities of a speed, speed analysis, better monitoring. You can see the monitoring. You have good control. You can see the price. You can compliance of contractual. They also had ready-made contracts for different sector industries. You can download it and adjust it and sign it between supplier and buyer also if you choose to. But it's available about this is how it's done is basically the senior manager is looking and management and they utilize the technology of Tajari and the purchasing manager start, you know, putting RFQ or RFQ or looking at the e-catalog. And then the process is very clear in it's uh, the flow. It goes way to the accounting once to be approved by this gentle the management and get paid or rejected and the cycle keeps going on with the, for example, e-catalog or RFP and uh, everybody is aware of it. So the management and account department monitor the purchase order actively, active. There is um, another way of doing it is how does fixed price agreement and online catalog works in Tejaris is basically you go on the catalog side, you specify what you're looking for, search, and then once you find it, you try to compare what's available as a supplier and you start looking at the prices, select the lowest price. And so if you're interested in the another product, you can contact another product to compete with that price. So it's kind of a cycle analysis to get the approval. And once you have approval, you can buy things on a catalog is like what we do now. It used to be done uh, 20 something years. I'm gonna talk about RFQ and RFP and RFI. They have a, a depository of these also can help anybody who's buying in that sector to build their RFP, uh, to build your RFP an average of 50 to $60,000. They have it available for free to use once you are uh, uh, from the buying community uh, to build the RFPs. And the process is whether you're requesting for RFQ, RFP, or RFI, these are you know, available for them in the market. And you know, as we said, it's the system. If you have your own system, you can integrate it easily with them. And they are in charge of integrating 
help you, advise you to integrate Fikina. They will do it for you. If you are a buyer, uh, you when you have your own system, they can integrate it. But if you are a seller, you can go straight and use their system directly. So that's the end of the e-commerce. We spoke about the digital market and the digital um, goods. Hopefully next class, we can talk about the uh, OG money, which is MBAS uh, in the next class. Thank you very much.